This episode of the Texas Beer Experience Podcast is brought to you by Galveston Island Brewing. Visit Galveston Island Brewing at their taproom on Galveston Island or online at www.galvestonislandbrewing.com. Grab yourself a cold beer and get ready to enjoy the official beer podcast of the state of Texas. Welcome to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast, dedicated to all the great things about Texas craft beer. And I am your host, Leo Longoria. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. I think this is episode 30-something. I quit counting a few, a few episodes back, and it's been since the 5th of February, I believe, that we recorded last. So it's been a minute. We're already in spring break. It's not cold anymore. Well, it's cold-ish, but just, it's a nice for Houston, cold. Houston, anyway. For, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cold-ish for Houston. Oh, man. Today's beautiful. Just wonderful. Like, I woke, I walked down the patio last night before the storm set, and even then, it was nice and cool outside. So, anyhow, man. So, the voices that you hear in the background, that's Gary and John from uh, from Brew 30 out in Cyprus. And... Guys, you guys, you guys have been open for what four years now? Yeah, almost four years. Yep, we got our fourth and our second, third, and fourth anniversary coming up because we <laughs> didn't get to do the second and third because of COVID. Right. Yeah, we got that coming up April 9th, so we're right on it. Four years, and I remember when you guys first opened. Actually, the, I remember the first time I walked in here with Carlos Cortez when he used to work for Silver Eagle, right. and y'all were still building out. Yep. Yep. And um, and I remember y'all talking. We're gonna do beer and all this stuff. I was pretty excited. But now you guys are doing beer, and it's been going on for a few months, roughly. Yeah, we dropped our first one in January. In January, yeah. yeah. And in front of us today, we have the this new blonde. Or is this the second time you've made this blonde? First right? time. First, first time, time you made this so blonde. So it's a forever blonde, nice five point two five percent ABV. Okay, mm. what can you tell me about this beer? Um, it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need to know, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's a straight up blonde, but very nice, uh, very, very light, but it has a has a bit more of a malty base to it than uh, the, the typical blonde, but it's well balanced. So I, I like it a lot and, and the customers seem to have received it really well. 5.2 is, is the name of the game on that one, man. And it, has, it does have a really nice multi, multi backbone to it. I kind of, this is my third sip in a row. It's I'll got a nice. It. It's the it's the sweetness from the malts that there I really that I really enjoy about. Yeah, it. Yeah, kind of like a cereal type of sweetness a little yeah. bit. Um, I mean, I like that. I'm gonna have another one after this one. Right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've, like I said, I've known Gary uh, for several years now when they were building out uh, the the place here. And John, you've been here two to three years, right? Something like that. Two years, if two. you include the volunteering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, two years. That's usually how it goes, right? You used to yeah. volunteer first, and then you get hired. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, just hey, get, can I, just can get, I, can I get a in. job? And he's like, no. I'm like, can I work for free? Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to look for every every angle you can get, right? The benefits were probably really good then. At yeah, the right. Point, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. There is a fringe benefit at the end of the night, right? <laughs> there is. There is, right? Uh, and that's the thing I love about beer. There's always that benefit that you're going to get at least a beer today. Everybody gets a beer. Well, you have to beer. try the stuff, you know. You got to try it Absolutely. all out. Absolutely. Make sure that it's uh, that it's good to go. And you and and you guys have been, you know, I've noticed that you guys run a really tight bar here. Uh, like even right now, the bar is open. You guys just opened, and and Gary and John are like, if it gets busy, you know, John might have to jump up and come back. So. <laughs> Uh, but you guys do a really great, great job. And I've done the Cornhole League here a couple of times. Gary's out there running the show, making sure everybody's having a good time. And Johnson here pouring beer. Yeah. Yeah. Slinging beers. Yeah. 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 So, John, I'll ask you first, because uh, I never really, never really talked to you that much. Um, but I like to know what people, what got you into beer, specifically craft beer. Yeah, that was... Um probably back when I was living in Utah. Um, that would have been, I don't know, late 90s, early 2000, I guess. And there was just there's just no beer. There was no craft beer really around. So we'd have to actually go to Evanston, Wyoming, across the border to find good beer. <clears throat> and uh, my first real introduction to it was New Belgium's uh, Fat Tire. Mm. And I just thought that was, oh, the, 
I just struck gold in Evanston, Wyoming, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then from there, uh, started doing some home brewing and tried, of course, back then, ambers were the only ones that you could really do at that point. Maybe a brown ale, um, at least in Utah anyways, because everything is pretty much... I mean, I would say it was the same way here. I mean, St. Arnold, their amber and browns are two of their earliest beers right. that they made. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned Fat Tire, because it was just after I had started drinking craft beer after I had tried St. Arnold's a lawnmower, I moved to San Antonio and St. Arnold didn't really have a lot of beer at that. I think you could get the amber and six packs, but the lawnmowers were the one I really wanted and I couldn't find it at the, I don't think they were even packaging it at the time, but I was a, I was a waiter bartender for Papacitos and I had transferred from one here in Houston to the one in San Antonio and they had fat tire on tap and I had never heard of it. I had never even heard of New Belgium. I was like, that's, that's a weird beer to have on tap at a Papacitos of all places. But there was several people that that lived in that part of San Antonio that were from Colorado that demanded that they have this beer. And that was the only place in town that I ever saw it. This was early 2000s. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, this was actually, it was 2000 when I moved out there. So yeah, we, we moved here in 2002. Um, we had to ask Specs to order specific beers for us from the... At that point, we moved out from the Pacific Northwest, and so right. there was the only way we could get any form of craft beer to speak of was uh, by getting specs to get some flown in specifically. Gee, they would fly it in for you guys. Uh, they would deliver it. I don't know if they would fly it in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think they spent that much on shipping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what was the beer like? If there was one beer that you would have shipped consistently back in the day, it was Full Sail Amber. Full Sail Amber, man. Yeah. 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 Talk about back in the day. Yeah. Man, you don't really see that. Man, y'all don't think I haven't I haven't seen the full sale beer in the market in yeah quite a while. Yeah, there's only a, uh, they've got distribution here, but they really aren't one or two kegs is all they have at most. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Competition on the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and full sale there are they in Washington, Oregon? They're in Oregon. They're yeah. right at Hood River Gorge. Um, okay. But um, pretty sure that they're no longer independent. Hmm. You mean as they're owned by, yeah, AB one of, or one, one, of, them. one yeah. of those one of those big dudes? Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea. We're getting a little crowd here. Yeah. So so John's already behind the bar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that didn't <laughs> we already lost John. That didn't last. That's why I wanted to ask him a question first before he had to yeah. leave. Um, but Gary, like like I said, before, when I first met you, it was you and Tiffany, and. Uh, Tiffany recently moved to the Pacific Northwest. Did y'all know each other prior to you moving here? Did y'all meet in the Pacific Northwest? No, no, we met met here. Yeah, okay. We met here um, February of 2017. February, okay. And that's what, that was the initial meeting to what you see today. Wow, wow. Yeah, yes, they had, uh, as you know, that they had Rockwell Grill. Right. And uh, they had just closed it. And uh, I heard I had heard about Rockwell Grill, but I'd never been there because I I moved here in 2002, but we left in 2007 to uh, to live overseas for a while, and so we moved into Cyprus like in 2011 or 12 or something like that. And, okay. and I'd heard about Rockwell Grill, but I hadn't gotten there yet. Um, and so it was it was uh, interesting. I walked up to the door and it was it was closed, and so I reached out to him on Facebook and and. Uh, you know, told him what I wanted to do on Facebook, and Tiffany said, "Well, let's have lunch." And we, you know, kind of the rest is history. Man, that's great to just look kind of like a cold reach out a little bit yep. to like, yep. I don't know you, you don't know me. Let's exactly. let's see let's see where this goes. Yeah, and here we are today. And this, I mean, this bar is, I mean, I'd like to say it's thriving. Every time I come here, you guys have a really nice crowd. I've done bingos here. I've done the uh, the cornhole league, and it's always a really nice crowd. Yeah, and it seems like you have. A lot of regulars. Like almost immediately, you guys had regulars that were ready to go from the day the doors opened. Yeah, we did. Some of that was from Rockwell. Okay. A lot of folks that follow follow Tiffany over. Um, But our our regulars are. uh, I can't I can't talk enough about them. In fact, I'll take just a moment to uh, to share my appreciation for what our regulars did during the pandemic um, because we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the support that we got from our regulars. They came in and bought crowler after crowler after crowler. 
Uh, they bought gift cards, high dollars of gift cards to awesome. you know, give cash influx. You know, while we were while we were suffering through the, the shutdowns. Um, so uh, you know, shout out to all of our regulars, um, to the Mug Club members, to the Corner Crew, all of, all the guys that uh, that helped us through that. You know, March 2020 to you know sometime last year kind of time frame when we were finally left open full full force. So. Yeah, it's important to have that that, uh, that that group of folks that that you can rely on to be part of part of what's going on here, and they 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 do. Some of them are already here, aren't they? They are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're giving me funny looks. <laughs> what's this all about? <laughs> Tell them to jump in. Jump on in here. Let's go. Let's talk about beer. Um, I always like to ask, as far as like. Uh, so you said you started with Full Sail, but like when you moved to Houston, what was the beer for you here in town that was like, okay, so Houston knows what's going on here, or maybe even just a Texas beer? Yeah, it, when we first moved here, I, so if I can just go back just a minute. I mean, sure. I moved to Portland, Oregon in 1991 and uh, was there in the midst of the what I would call the, the true craft beer evolution. Right. Yeah. Um, and so there was, you know, if you look at it, there's San Diego, there's Colorado, there's Portland uh, as some big hubs of craft beer, uh, and and so we we just got used to having all sorts of different flavors and all the different styles. And uh, IPAs were huge in the Northwest, and you know, I, I I came to Houston, and you know, a lot of people couldn't even spell IPA. <laughs> it was like I know uh, what you mean, man. Yeah. Yeah. So so we we. We struggled to find beers in general at uh, most of the right. bars that were that were uh, of a craft nature, <clears throat> and so you know the first ones that uh, probably rung home would be some of the St. Arnold's beers, even though, like you mentioned, they were still not getting all that creative at that point in time. They were just trying to get their legs under them, um, yeah. and then uh, you know then th then they started to produce some interesting ones. But you know we would we would get things like Abita uh, and Shiner and those kinds of things because there just wasn't a lot of selection. So we're very happy. Like I mentioned, we we had we had uh, we talked with the folks at Specs. They were able to bring in some stuff that uh, we were able to recommend. Uh, and then over time, you started seeing a little bit more. But it, it probably wasn't until 2013 you really started seeing the change when they changed the laws on distribution and made it to where you can have small craft breweries. Right. Right. Yeah. 2013. That you know what that really was kind of like the the turning point. I yeah. mean, I remember there was um, of course somebody's calling me in the middle of the show. <laughs> Um, when you know big like craft beer bars, um, Hay Merchant, for example, which you know, unfortunately, sadly, they they recently closed, yeah. but that was one that opened right around that time, 2013 14, uh, and immediately just made a huge impact. Um, I remember the first time I ate there, man, that was out of this world <laughs> great, great food, and then great selection of beer, too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Man, I feel so out of sorts right now for some reason. It's like six weeks of not being behind the mic. <laughs> Maybe it's time to take the first break so I can kind of uh, come up with some things uh, to talk about in, in segment two. Would that be cool with you, Gary? Good for me. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Yep. Have you visited Galveston Island Brewing? Take a trip to the island and experience the laid-back atmosphere and award-winning craft beer like Tiki Wheat, Citra Mellow IPA, and Hefene Hefeweizen. Enjoy the cozy taproom or the island-style beer garden and patio with plenty of shade and a playground for the kids. Be sure to check out the online calendar for live music and food truck schedules and come by on Saturday for the free weekly brewery tour at 1 p.m. So gather your friends and join Galveston Island Brewing for some fun in the sun. Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience podcast. All right, we're back. 
Brew 30 on a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Tuesday afternoon. Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tuesday afternoon. And uh, joined again by Gary. Gary Marler. And then John is over there behind the bar. John just reminded me that he met me before I saw him here. And it all just kind of came rushing back. He used to do demos for No Label Brewing, which... If you remember, we we hung out with the with uh, with Tom from No Label not too long ago for their ten year anniversary. Tom just uh, recently had years. a birthday. What's no that? Lab, no Label's been open for ten years. They were one of the first ones after the 2013 law change. Yeah, yeah, they were them and Southern Star and man, I mean, and, and it just kind of happened so quickly after that law because I remember when I started working at Spindle Tap in 2015. They were the 14th brewery to open in Houston, mm. right? And now there's like 70 breweries. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. And Brew 30 is one of them. Yeah. Brew 30 is one of them. Is it exciting to like finally be able to make your own beer? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, it's, that's, been a, that's been a journey, as they say. You yeah. Know, the, the original original concept, we, we definitely wanted to brew. And so we, we, uh, we started putting the plans together to do it, but we... We opened as a tap house, as a craft beer bar. Mm-hmm. So we, we were for the first four years, three and a half years, we were just doing independent breweries, um, but we were do a retail. We were basically retail. Right. Um, but then, um, you know, we were we were searching for a used system, something between one and three barrels, you know, kind of thing. That and 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 uh, we we were cruising along, hadn't quite found anything yet, and then all of a sudden the pandemic hit, and. Uh, Forking out a bunch of investment dollars uh, in the middle of a pandemic was, you know, got pretty dicey. But we happened to roll against a, a system that we could use, awesome. um, and uh, went and bought it, and and uh, here we are today, right? So it's been a four-year trek <laughs> <laughs> to get there. That's incredible. You guys have uh, have endured a lot and displayed a, a ton of of, uh, of patience in getting there. But the rewards are great, man. I'm this blonde, by the way. What's this called again? Forever Blonde. Forever Blonde. So all of our beers have some time uh, factor, if you will, because, you know, Brew 30 Brew was based 30. upon the old saying, it's Beer 30, which means time to drink beer. That's right. We, we, we switched it up. Instead of Beer 30, we made it Brew 30 because we knew we were going to eventually uh, be able to brew our own beers. So that was the plan anyway. And so all of our beers have some clock time reference to it. So the first beer that we came out with was our Red Ale. And it's uh, the name of it's On Time Red, because right. the T-shirts that we had, neither of us have those on, but our original OG T-shirts <laughs> had "You're Right on Time" on back, so that was kind of our slogan for the longest time. So On Time Red, and then uh, Hop O'Clock is was the IPA that we 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 Hop dropped on Hop O'Clock back in February. That was okay. good. And then uh, and then Forever Blonde, Forever is, Blonde. Uh, is the uh, the third one that we've been able to draw. I almost feel like this has like some kind of like a song element to it. <laughs> like you could sing a song called Forever Blonde. <laughs> you can't, I can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, this is really tasty. Um, you don't have that IPA anymore by any chance, do you? We don't. No? Well, yeah. I'll have to come back for that it one. It lasted, well, we got about, what, six, seven days on the, the two yeah. kegs. Yeah. With, yeah, you know, with a one barrel system, you've got. I know. I mean, you don't two, really have you get two half barrels, and it's you know, it's kind of a novelty thing, and it goes real quick. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, again, we talk about our, our regulars. Um, they were they were primed for both of those first drops. I mean, they were and chopping this one too, it actually. Bit, yeah. But uh, you know, <clears throat> typically, if I get a half barrel of a IPA, uh, West Coast IPA, it's going to last three weeks, three to four weeks on the wall. Um, oh, wow. We went through not one but two half barrels in four or five days. Man, that's your regulars right there, man. Yeah. That's that's some love. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I noticed that you have some tanks back there in the back. Mm-hmm. You have three one barrel fermenters, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that's right. Are they all full right now? Yep, all three of them are are fermenting away right now. We've yeah. got uh, the next one to come out. We've rebrewed our uh, red ale. We wanted that for St. Patty's Day. Perfect. Yeah. So it's not it's not truly or Irish red, but close enough for, for, for St. Patty's Day, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and it won't be green. Yeah, and it won't be green. Good. <laughs> Why make a red ale and then turn it green? It makes no sense. <laughs> and then we've got a uh, stout. Uh, it'll be an imperial stout with uh, cocoa nibs and, and vanilla in it. So it's okay. come in somewhere around between 9 and 10%. 
and then we've we've uh, brewed an American wheat. An American wheat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm 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 intrigued to try that one just because. I like to compare other American wheats to, to our, to Tiki yeah, Wheat. Tiki so, Wheat. Yeah. That's a good beer. Yeah. Oh, man. We're so Delicious. happy with that beer. Like, I mean, it's our flagship. We just won a gold medal at Texas Craft Brewers Cup um, in the wheat category. I think, the, well, they, I feel like they had to combine categories because I think some categories didn't get enough entries. Mm. So we were in the wheat and rye categories. So I don't think there were okay. enough rye, rye entries. But yeah, we won gold. We were surprised. <laughs> I mean... I mean, we think the beer is good, but like when they announced the name, like it took all of us like just a few seconds. So like we all looked at each other. I was like, oh wait, that's that's us. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's our beer. <laughs> like, like we we've heard Oscar that name before, right? Yeah, like, tiki. I know that, that sounds familiar. What is that? <laughs> Did you have a speech ready? No, no, no. <laughs> Got to get up there and like. It say was something. so like it, and I was like live streaming the the show on 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 the Texas Beer Experience uh, Instagram page because people were asking, hey, can you let us know who wins, blah, blah, blah. I said, look, I'll just do a video. But the audio was really, really bad. Mm. So I was having to like call out the winners as they were calling them out. And so when, when they called us, you know, and at some point I rewatched the video and I was like, oh, that's, that's us. <laughs> and I held the camera all the way up to the stage and, you know, took video of me shaking hands with the, the folks from the Brewers Guild and, took video of the crowd and you know it was, it was pretty cool like it was kind of surreal it happened so fast that's awesome you know yeah fun yeah it was a lot of fun but uh but yes i want to try that wheat beer there's really not a lot of of wheat beers around you know and yeah um yeah. in fact you know in my normal uh you know before the brewery we open the brewery the a big part of what we do here is try and keep a real balanced uh, set of styles and mm -hmm, and having mm -hmm. wheats uh, on is is one of the things that we always try and do at least one half of Ison and then either wit or American wheat or something like that under the wicked wheat yeah yeah that's the category on our on our uh, wicked menu. wheat yeah yeah and so it's uh, uh, in terms of what we're doing with the brewery trying to follow the same concept we want to be able to have a style all the styles covered in a way that uh, that people will be able to get the beers that they want kind of thing and there's not yeah. a lot of wheats when i go hunting for a wheat like like this week i needed one before ours pops out um yeah it's it's it can be tricky to try and find one out there yeah i know of i only know of one um if you ever need one just let me know yeah cool. <laughs> <laughs> i know where to, i know where to find you <laughs> we just had um, yeah tiki was just on a couple right weeks it ago. was it was yeah. on a couple of weeks ago uh, but you know i've noticed that a lot of newer breweries including yours are are doing a lot of various styles and mostly classical styles not a lot of like weird stuff or crazy stuff not that there's anything wrong with that but a lot of classic styles so like deca out in you know my neck of the woods over in, in porter you know they make a lot of classic styles they have a great brown uh really nice ipas uh esb i don't know if you're gonna make an esb but yeah we've talked a little bit about esbs it's finding a uh Finding a good American ESB is a, a, a bit of a challenge, and, and yeah, and one of our favorite breweries would, uh, had a honey ESB. Uh, when they dropped the ESB part, <laughs> they wanted a gold medal at uh, was a gold medal at uh, at JBF. Yeah, so yes, Spindletap won the silver, so, but in the honey category. Yeah, not the ESB. Category. Not the ESB category, but that's something that uh, that a lot of Houston breweries have learned from St. Arnold that you can enter beers not necessarily in the category that that you think that, that that's you know beer is because um, I know Brock has entered uh, what's the one oh um, his Oktoberfest ah. it's not a Martin <clears throat> right it's a Scotch Ale it's a Scotch Ale and yeah, he wins they have won several medals in the Scotch Ale category for their Oktoberfest yeah so I think we kind of took a you know, took a page from that and said, well, we're not going to put it in ESB because it's not a true ESB. Right. Anytime if you get the, the honey, honey in there. Yeah. So we put it in the honey yield category and it's not a category that's entered, you know, that has a lot of, a lot of beer entered. And so we want the yeah. silver metal. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then decided not to make it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Decided not to make it anymore. But you know, there is a great, you know, outside of the one I just mentioned, DECA's ESB is really good. Um, Eureka Heights has a great ESB called Wicked Awesome, and they yeah. have won gold for that ESB at both GABF and 
Uh, the te- I think they won at the Texas Brewers Cup recently as well. So nice. Yeah, that's a that's a nice ESP. So if you make one, let me know. That's before Spindle Tap. I didn't really know that much about the style, and then come to find out that the one we made wasn't a true one. So anytime I get my hands on on one that's not that's true to style, I like to try it. Yeah, I'd, I'd had um, the the good fortune of being able to travel a lot when I'm, in my previous career and was able to uh, spend some time in England. So you kind of get to know the style of, right. the, of the original ESPs and stuff. And so I haven't found a lot of them uh, here in the States that are they're brewed in the States that uh, really fit the flavor profile that you normally get. I just had Fuller's for the first time on draft not too long ago. Nice. Very impressed. It was a really, really nice ESP. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyhow, um, any future beers? What, what, what's on the plans for? Oh, so that's that's always one of the interesting things. Um, I've kind of accelerated plans, or I should say accelerated plans, but I've put together a plan for a little longer out than I was because I've got an opportunity to save some shipping cost by buying them, buying a lot of ingredients now uh, from, and I have somebody that can run it down for me, kind of thing. Yeah, um, that's turned out to be one of the. It, you know, you talk about the different things you didn't expect to spend cycles on. Well, shipping cost is one of them. That uh, when you're buying 55-pound bags of uh, grain, it uh, it heads up pretty quickly, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and and you know, nobody nobody does the free shipping for those kinds of things. Right. Amazon hadn't gotten into that yet. <laughs> Come on, Amazon, let's go. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, but on the other side, uh, I'm getting a great service from the from the supplier that I'm using. So good, that, that's good. you know. Some of that gets gets offset, but uh, yeah. So I've I've put together um, plans to do porters, uh, a porter, a uh, Kolsch, um, a rye IPA. Ooh, um, rye IPA. We've got another. We're going to redo the IPA that we dropped back in February. Okay. Um, and there's one more in there in the mix that we've got. So I've got a chance to get some. I'll call it uh, free to dis- discounted to free shipping next weekend, this coming weekend. So buying a bunch of stuff to uh, to get me through the next month or so of brewing. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I wanted, and you know, one of the other issues that we were dealing with. So for all the people that, that are listening, uh, you know, we we've put these beers out and they've been attacked in a, in a very positive way. Good. Uh, and so the the good news is we're I think we're producing some good beers. The other good news is I've got some a real solid base of regulars that are that are enjoying those good beers. The bad news out of that, I can't always keep a beer on the wall. <laughs> you know, so, so getting to where I can produce a regular basis. If you're yeah. if you're somebody's coming in to visit us first time, you know, be patient with us on the brewing side because we're we're uh, we're trying to ramp up, so to speak, our inventory. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the uh, we we just hope to see everybody come in and check us out. It's a similar situation with my friends over at Turkey Forest Brewing. Uh, they started brewing late last year, also, and they're also. I think they're also a one barrel, one barrel system, and so they're inside Big Al Craft House. So it's a it's a tap room with a small brewery inside, and uh, and yeah, I mean, they can only make so much beer, yeah. <laughs> and once it's gone, if they have nothing ready, you know, to go, it's you have to wait a little bit. But I, I feel like that's a good problem to have because people are, will 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 clamor for when it is available right so yeah uh and and they're still coming in here to drink all the other great beers that you uh that you put on and by the way like one of the things that i love about your bar gary is you always have a well-procured draft selection here it's it's i feel like you you take your time and and figure out what what's going to sell in a balance of different styles so just just want to give my hats off to you for that one man. yeah yeah, yeah. thanks for that that's yeah that's something that uh, we've we've always spent a lot of energy on is uh, making sure we've got something for everybody. So we, mm-hmm. we always want a good mix of the styles and making sure that we're not overloaded on IPAs or overloaded on on. Uh, and that's easy or, to do, man. A lot of you know, I think and I think a lot of bars have come a long way. But I remember early in the craft days, man, it was almost always all IPAs yeah. and just a few other things. But yeah, but yeah, no, you got you have to have a balance, and I think that's good. Well, and the other thing that we are always working on is trying to find seasonal stuff, small batch stuff, stuff mm-hmm. that isn't in the grocery stores, you know, so that. Right. And, and you know, we, you know, when we change a keg, something new and different goes on behind it. And we go through 10 to 15 kegs a week. So 
there, every time you come in, there's something new to try. Yep, all with all the time, yeah. all the time. Um, I want to take a quick break because I need another beer, and we'll come back with with one final segment with our friend Gary here at Brew Thirty. So stay tuned. What's the best way to enjoy beer? Well, after years of extensive research, I have discovered that the best way to enjoy beer is with good friends, and there may not be a better group of friends than the Texas Beer Collective Facebook group. If beer and friends sounds like a winning combination, come join the Texas Beer Collective, the official Facebook group of the Texas Beer Experience podcast. You can find us by doing a Facebook search for the group or by following the link in the show notes. Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience podcast. Welcome back. Last segment with our friend Gary Marlowe over here at Brew 30. John hasn't come back. I don't know what he's doing over there. He's over there playing <laughs> Tetris on his laptop or something, man. He's like, I don't want to talk about beer. I'd rather play Tetris or Solitaire. <laughs> the, the good news is John is the one that keeps this place running. So. Right, right. So he can do whatever he wants. So, yeah, I feel you, man. No, um, that, that was one of the interesting things as we, as we transitioned to being a brewery was yeah. I had to find time. And, uh, and, yeah. and that, that became, I became a, a major limiting factor in terms of just the time that I could put into it. And so John has, has stepped in and taken a whole bunch of load off of me and given me the opportunity to free up and, and awesome. work in the brewery. And I've been, I've been working with, uh, I mentioned to you, David Rogers uh, yeah. has been, uh, we've been working together on this. I think I brought him aboard like in uh, October, November timeframe. So we, we got serious about putting together the system together and and uh that I, I actually bought the system in baton rouge uh, interesting enough i like how you say that baton rouge, baton rouge. <laughs> <laughs> loaded up in a u-haul van and hauled it back so that was that was a that was a busy day um, but uh you know we we got the system put together david's got a, a, a he's got a, he's an award-winning homebrew uh he's got more awards than you can imagine um and then uh, also he's you know got a good sense of process and the mechanical part and of course he's got some great recipes, so you know to to uh, be able to get all that pulled together took you know part of everybody in my crew. Uh, everybody has jumped in at different points in time. We've had you know different beer tenders that have jumped in and taken a specific gravity on a certain time when you know I wasn't available to do it or David wasn't available to do it. So you know everybody's. You know, it's, it's the, the the whole village thing has been part nice. of our scene, and it's been it's been good. It's been real good. Very nice. As far as your brewing schedule, do you do you get here early in the morning on brew day, or well, early early is a re relative phrase because you know <laughs> typically I'm working the night before in the bar. Oh, that's bar. true. Yeah. So yeah, eight thirty is kind of our target. Eight thirty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I've I've, uh, I've I've had a couple of brew days that turned into me working the shift afterwards and. I need to find a better way than that. <laughs> man, that's, that's got to be tough. That's got to be tough, man. Yeah. I, you know, I had dreams years ago when I first started getting into beer, and I homebrewed a little bit. I was like, if I keep working at this, I can maybe open a small brewery or something. But then I saw the fucking work that you guys have to do. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, man, I'm just going to sell beer. It's a real job. It's, yeah, right. I'm just going to sell beer. That sounds a lot more fun. Well, and anytime yeah. you've got a small business, I mean, you you do everything. So you know, I, That's true. I, I and, joke, you know, in the morning, I'm CFO. By by the afternoon, I'm right. the head sales guy. By the end of the night, I'm the head custodian, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, you know, like, it takes a special person to do all that stuff. It really, really does. And I, I had tricked myself for a little bit into believing that I could do that. I'm glad I talked myself out of it. I'm just, I'm just not that dude. Like I just to to revolve around one thing all the time. I gotta have my downtime, you know. And it's funny. I never really tell this story. So we, we used to have a restaurant. Me and my family is my brother, 
my mom and myself. And uh, what kind of restaurant was it? It was a Mexican restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And uh, and it was fun. And I was in charge of the kitchen. And uh, but man, like I can't. That's when I realized that I I just can't work ninety hours a week and not have a day to just not think about it. Right? Yeah. And that wasn't the case. And it was really really hard. Yeah. And that's when I learned that like. Unless I can put that time time in and just being totally in love with it, it's not going to work for me. I gotta have time off. Yeah, yeah. So that's I, I'm never going to have my own business <laughs> well, outside of this podcast. If you want to call this a business, it's really a hobby. But and, uh, yeah. and, and you know, until you well, interesting joke on that one, or comment on that one. But uh, you know, if you if you can put your passion to it, and if it's really something you have a passion for and really enjoy doing it, that's a whole different gig, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I do have a passion for what I do. I love selling beer. I love talking to people about beer. Um, but doing it as, as my own business or having a brewery or a restaurant or something like that, just, no. There's, I mean, I think the dream really died, really, right as the pandemic hit. Because I was thinking about, cause I love barbecue also, and I'm, I make pretty decent barbecue. And so there's like this whole craft barbecue thing going. Right. And so I had this this wild idea in the back of my mind is like what if we just do like a small like small brewery you know three to five barrel brew system that also does craft barbecue i was like man nobody does that that's at least not here in the houston area that'd be pretty cool but man like i started making barbecue every weekend and i started noticing i'm not enjoying this yeah <laughs> i and i wasn't i wasn't enjoying it it was becoming work and yeah. and i want to enjoy when i make barbecue <laughs> so, fair enough fair enough <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so no it's uh yeah i love my job i do it I, I i tell myself that i do you do have to have an entrepreneurial mindset to be a good salesperson true but true. i just don't want to deal with all the other bullshit <laughs> the financial stuff the you know the logistical stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's, right? like, that is part of what I went through when we were, when we were trying to, and I'm still going through it now, trying to find that balance, if you will. Yeah. Because I mean, even even if you have the passion for it, you have to have the downtime. You have to. You take absolutely the do. Yeah. yeah. I really think that the only thing, the only way that that would work, and I feel like maybe you've you found that, is if you have people that are also involved in the process. Oh, for sure. And like for me, I don't. I, I mean, I mean, I know people, but like. It would have to be like the perfect team where we could pick each other's pieces or whatever if somebody's out for a couple of days or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, we've, and I've, I've been very fortunate to have good people to work with here. I mean, with Tiffany to start with, uh, big shout out to her because what, what we put together initially was what became the base for the brewery, too. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, and then, and then David coming in on the brewery side. Uh, that's been a, a great exercise, but then you know all of our we call them the, the crew, our brew crew is uh, just solid. You know they 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 most of them are part timers, so this is a little extra money for them, but they're all mm -hmm. invested in our success. And when you got people that really want you to be successful as part of the team, it, it makes all the difference in the world. It really does. It really does. Um, I do want to go back a little bit to what you mentioned earlier about future beers. Mm. You mentioned a rye IPA. Right, right. That's a style that nobody really does. And I miss, I don't know if they still make it or not, but really all used to have a really good rye IPA. It's called Full Moon Rye. Yeah, I have not seen that in it's, a long it's time. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's funny because I just saw a poster recently, and I think it was from one of their social media posts that had all their beers. I think it said uh, Real Ale 2006. <laughs> it's a bunch of styles that were like, are no longer around. One of them was Full Moon Rye. Um, nobody, I love rye. Yeah, a, so lot of, a lot of people don't like that kind of style, but um, man, I just love it. Not, a, not enough people do use it. So Cyclers had one, but they're not making anything right now. Yeah. Uh, and Bearded Fox had, uh, they have a rye IPA, and I, I'm just struggling to remember the name. I can't right remember now. that one. Yeah, because, because, uh, the cyclers was ride hard. That's right, ride hard. Because every all of their names were somehow bicycle. You know. That's that's really right. Hard. You know what? That one was that one was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't seen them in a while, but yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, ride IPA man. I I'll be looking out for that one. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right. 
last part of the show, mm-hmm. Gary, and I kind of teed this off for you earlier, but so two questions that we normally do is one about road trips. So like if you're going on a road trip, when you're the entrepreneur that can take some time off yeah. from your busy job of owning a, 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 a tap room and, and, and brewery, if you're going on a road trip, what's the thing that you feel needs to happen uh, for it to be an official road trip? And it can be, like I mentioned earlier, it can be anything. It can be a stop somewhere, a song, a playlist. I don't know. Uh, what is it? So it would be a couple things? I can go with a couple uh, things? You can go with a couple things, yeah. sure. The first one would be uh, we'd be able to bring along our, our uh, Black Lab. There you go. So he'd, okay. he'd be part of the, the part of the. What's what's thing. what's his name? Uh, Benson. Benson. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a, the old uh, like the old TV sitcom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, you know he's eighty five pound lap dog you know and just just, uh, just sits quietly in the car where you're going but he's just a lot of fun to have around. So Benson would be part of it and uh, in fact we we joke that he's the brew dog because he'll come in here with me on occasion when I'm doing something on my off days. Nice. We're closed. <laughs> um, and then of course. You know, hitting hitting different breweries along the way. Yeah, maybe a maybe a distillery along the way would okay. be uh, would be high on the list. Okay. Yeah. Is there like a if there was one brewery that you go that you could go to today in Texas? What would it be? One brewery to go to. Um, Wow. And why is it Galveston Island? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, honest truth is I need to make my way down there for sure. Yeah, let uh, me know when. Let me know yeah, when. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think, um, as I think back to some of, the, for a couple of different reasons. One, the beers are fantastic. Uh, number two, so I'm going to give you a couple of breweries that I would pick. Uh, okay. Number two, they were big into draft even throughout the pandemic which as you well know a lot of breweries shifted pivoted as they say now they mm-hmm. pivoted to package to cans and bottles during the pandemic to to sell through the grocery stores and um, you know that left us with a little bit of a hole um, so a couple breweries like martin house like 903 like three nations uh so up in that up in that uh, north 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 yeah. Texas area, uh, Dallas Sherman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely need to get there. I haven't, I haven't been there yet, so those would be definitely be on my list. To those get are to some it. that I want to visit. I've been wanting to visit Martin House for years, just never, never yeah, they, made it. Yeah, it's it's amazing the different things. You know, you're mentioning kind of the crazy stuff, and uh, yeah, we're 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 being very careful to to establish the recipes of our base beers before we get off into anything too crazy. But eventually right. we will. But you know, um, those breweries, like especially Martin House, they they still make classic styles. Their they Bach do. is really good, actually. They do. They've got a lineup of core beers that uh, yeah. are, are very solid. Their Friday IPA is good, you know. So there's mm-hmm. all of them have a good set of core beers. That uh, uh, the one from uh, Royal Blood from Three Nations is a, another really really good one. That's that's uh, Royal Blood. I don't think I've ever had that one before. Uh, it's a, it's an orange. It's a blood orange wit beer. A yeah. blow runs beer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you should check that one out for sure. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're all they're all really good. So those those would be the the breweries that would come to my mind to start with. Okay. All right. Um, last then, question. If today was your last day on Earth, and you know what? I mean, with all the all this bullshit going on in Ukraine, we may <laughs> be knows? seeing our last day on Earth here pretty soon. Hopefully not. Not going to. You got the head of the UN talking about uh, nukes. You know? Right. <laughs> Um, but what's what's your last beer, man? So if I could find it, man, I tell you, it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. But Ranger Creek, who has both a distillery and a brewery, yeah, made a uh, bourbon barrel aged wee heavy Scotch ale. Ooh, that was fantastic! I didn't know they made a, a barrel aged wee heavy. Yeah, really? They, they, I haven't seen it in two years. But the, man, I, it was it was great to get those that ke- those kegs. But I got I think we got them like twice. Yeah, uh, so I've got to. I'm on well, the hunt. See now, I gotta try that because I've always had. I've had the barrel aged like stouts and stuff, but never a, a wee heavy. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I love amazing. Scotch ales in general, but uh, yeah. you throw that barrel aged on. So you know, if, if you can't find it, Kilt Switch is another one that's really good, and they've got a barrel aged version of Kilt Switch. So yeah, Kilt Switch uh, nine hundred three. Okay. Nine hundred three. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I, I knew I had heard that name somewhere. I was like, wait, that's not Ranger Creek. No, nope. that's that's no, three. Yeah. That was just I haven't seen the Ranger Creek uh, version of it out in, in a couple of years. So. Okay. 
Well, we're bo- let's let's go on the hunt for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we need to make a trip. Out Maybe to we San need Antonio. to make a road trip. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been thinking about the podcast I'll get Benson. a lot. You get the- <laughs> yeah. Well, I get Benson. I'll bring Benson. I'll bring my little my little dog Sammy. Today's his birthday. Oh, there you go. <laughs> my little my little cocker spaniel. He turned twelve today, um, on the Ides of March. We don't really know if that's his real birthday because we kind of adopted him. We're like. So the vet said, no, he's roughly around a year old when we got him. This was like in March. I was like, you know what? We'll make March 15th. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's let's make a trip out there. And uh, that'd be a lot of fun to, to find that beer and drink it and talk to those guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, let's do it. So, Gary, one last thing before, before we go. Um, what kind of events do we have coming up here? I know we talked about the anniversary. What other things do you have going on here at Brew 30 for people to come check out? So we've got several things that go on on a regular basis. Um, we, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, we, we have two cornhole leagues. One that meet, one meets on Tuesday nights, tonight. Um, then we have another league that meets on Wednesday nights. And then they, they roll through a season that lasts about three months. And at the end, the top four teams from each league get together and do a little tournament for, for uh, the, the championship. So here's another question, just based off of that. What was the wildest tournament ending uh, you ever had, and why was it the one that I sponsored a few a few weeks ago? <laughs> do you remember that one? It was like, I think they had to do like two playoffs or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and, and what was fun is that uh, in that one we had we had actually the first place team was pretty clear, but the second right. and third place team tied at the end of the season, and. Uh, the, uh, so we had to have a playoff for to figure out who was second and who was third place, and uh, as it as it as we got out there, and it was dark at that point. But as we as we rolled out there to the, for the last players to come, everybody brought chairs out. Everybody everybody went sat around them, and they started doing the wave. They started cheering for people. They started heckling people. I mean, it was it was just hilarious. Man, that was, was a, that was a hoot. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. lucky to be here for that one. So yeah, the Cornhole League is always fun. I've, I know I've I've, I've uh, sponsored that a couple of times with a couple of different breweries. So and we've yeah. had um, we we do a couple times a year. We do a couple three times a year. We do charity tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are these are fundraisers um, for uh, like Relay for Life, which Ameri- which supports the American Cancer Society. And the F Cancer Foundation, uh, Fuck Cancer Foundation. Hey, Gary, yeah, there's, a, there's that language. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. So we've been able to support them, and the, the awesome. other the other thing we we do is uh, we support the Cyfair Helping Hands, which is a local um, uh, charity that supports the homeless and and uh, folks that are in need. Uh, not just homeless, but folks that are in need for food and things like that. It's uh, like a local food bank kind of a kind of a setup. Very and, cool. Yeah, and Very so cool. we, we do different fundraisers for all of them. But then, you know, every Thursday night, as you know, we do our bingos, which uh, is hosted by a different brewery, which at some point I'm going to figure out to get the Brew 30 brewery in that mix on, on that. Oh, I want to be here for yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want to hear you call, <laughs> yeah. call bingo. <laughs> yeah, we actually did a couple of virtual bingos by, that I called back in the pandemic, which oh, was really? a whole other a whole other discussion. Um and then you know, twice a year we do our big festivals. Uh, you know, so we'll oh we'll do things like axe throwing. So that's coming up in May. We'll do a you know a, a, a Sunday afternoon of, of throwing axes. You know, alcohol and sharp objects. What could go wrong, right? <laughs> you know, I am as long as axe throwing has been around. It's been a few years now. Like I can't believe that I haven't heard of somebody losing a limb at some yeah. point because <laughs> there's always beer involved. I don't know how those guys manage well, safety. Well, the, the good news is yeah. the guys that do it are professionals at this. That's what they do. You know, so they, right. they do they do manage the safety on it and indemnify me from it. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. The, the indemnification man. That's the name of the game right yeah. there, right? Yeah. And then uh, you know, and, and and then we we've got our we do two festivals a year. Our anniversary party is always a big one. We'll have uh, this time we've got Galveston Island coming out. We've got uh, right. 13 yeah. different breweries that each will have two different kegs. We've got live music and some some yard games and stuff that would just be a great time. Um, and then we do an Oktoberfest as well. That's uh, a really nice festival, and we have the German food truck and all that kind of stuff. And so I missed out on that one last year because I had some other thing I put on the calendar. Let me know when you're doing it. I'll put yeah. it on the calendar right now so I don't yeah. book anything else. <laughs> I want to be here for that one. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a, it's a great time, and we do the Stein holding contest, and you know all, that, you all those kinds of things. So it's it's really cool. Awesome, yeah. awesome, Gary. Thanks for being on the show, man. Uh, can you, one other thing, can you let everybody know where you're at? Yeah, I can. Yeah, so it, we're in Cyprus. Mm -hmm. um, we're a little bit out in the middle of nowhere, kind of thing. So uh, kind of nestled between 290 and 99. Uh, on Telgi Road, so if you if you're coming from from downtown Houston area, you'll hang a right on Telgi going north, and uh, we're on the right about three or four miles up the road. Or if you come from from uh, 99, we're we're a couple miles south of, of 99, so we're out in the kind of the middle of 290, 249, 99 kind of space. It really is kind of like an oasis here, really, because I mean there's really nothing. Nothing else to do around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, not gonna say nothing else to do, but but I mean it's it's the best place out here, man. And uh, I'm glad you're here. And yeah, it's a good spot. You guys should come out and visit. And you're open every day except Monday, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So Tuesday through Sundays. Yeah. Tuesday through Sunday, open at three o'clock most of the time. Yep. yep. Um, weekends noon. Weekends at noon. Uh, really comfortable place. We're actually sitting on couches. Um, and uh, great bar area, great outdoor area, uh, a good bathroom too. I've used it a couple times a day. <laughs> <laughs> We're pet friendly on the patio, so bring your four-legged friends. Pet friendly on the yeah. patio, that's right. So yeah. bring you can bring uh, Benson, uh, yeah. bring bring Benson <laughs> up here. I'll bring Sammy up here. Uh, yeah, come check out the uh, the anniversary, April the 9th. We'll be out here pouring some beer along with uh, other other breweries uh, from around the area. Come hang out, have a good time. Join the Cornhole League. Come play bingo. It's always a good time here with Gary and the team. Gary, thanks again. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Cheers, Cheers. Leo. Thank you. You bet.